Om Namo Narayanaya. Welcome to another video. Today we start part three of the Kama Sutra, which is called About the Acquisition of a Wife. Should be very interesting. Before I continue, there is a nice little torrent of rain going on outside. So if you should be hearing uh, the rain or the cars going by, like a distant whooshing sound, you know what it is. Uh, I just got my hair cut last night. Nice Morrissey uh, pompadour and of course going to walk to work in the rain, but such is life in material existence. So uh, I choke about material existence, but the Kama Sutra is, seems to be, uh, it's full of material existence, which has been very, very shocking to me. So anyways, let's start part three. This is chapter one, and it is called On Marriage. When a girl of the same caste and a virgin is married in accordance with the precepts of the Holy Writ, the results of such a union are the acquisition of Dharma and Artha, offspring, affinity, increase of friends, and untarnished love. For this reason, a man should fix his affections upon a girl who is of a good family, whose parents are alive, and who is three years or more younger than himself. She should be born of a highly respectable family, possessed of wealth, well-connected, and with many relations and friends. She should also be beautiful, of good disposition, with lucky marks on her body, and with good hair, nails, teeth, ears, eyes, and breasts, neither more or less than they ought to be, and no one of them should be entirely wanting, and not troubled with a sickly body. The man should, of course, also possess these qualities himself. But at all events, says Gotakamuka, a girl who has been already joined with others, as a no longer a maiden, should never be loved, for it would be reproachable to do such a thing. Now, in order to bring about a marriage with such a girl as described above, the parents and relations of the man should exert themselves as such friends on both sides as may be desired to assist in the matter. These friends should bring to the notice of the girl's parents the faults, both present and future, of all the other men that may wish to marry her, and should, at the same time, extol, even to exaggeration, all the excellencies, ancestral and paternal, of their friend, so as to endear him to her, and particularly to those that may be liked by the girl's mother. One of the friends should also disguise himself as an astrologer, and declare the future good fortune and wealth of his friend by showing the existence of all the lucky omens and signs, the good influence of the planets, the auspicious entrance of the sun into the sign of the zodiac, propitious stars and fortunate marks on her body. Others, again, should rouse the jealousy of the girl's mother by telling her that their friend has a chance of getting from some other quarter even a bigger girl than hers. A girl should be taken as a wife, as also given in marriage, when fortune signs, omens, and words of others are favorable. For, says Takamuka, a man should not marry at any time he likes. A girl who is asleep, crying, or gone out of the house when sought in marriage, or who is betrothed to another, should be married. 
we're going to continue this chapter. Um, no, um, we will pause here. Actually, we, we will pause here. There's a lengthy bit more, and I'm feeling disheartened by some of the things I've read in this, and that, that last line kind of threw me for a loop. So, a man should marry a woman who is favorable, even though her friends have all lied about her, about being favorable. This is, this is seriously not a spiritual book. And, and notice that the woman should have all this good disposition, good teeth, breasts, and, you know, she shouldn't be sickly. So, first of all, a sickly woman, screw you. You know, um, an overly thin woman, or an overly overweight overweight woman, or a woman who doesn't ha isn't perfect isn't perfect. Screw you. That would destroy society. So obviously they probably didn't hold to that. But also, you notice what's not on this list: that she should be spiritual, that she should know God, that she should have a religious practice. This is this doesn't talk about that at all. It is essentially. 100% physical, and then, you know, some other things, and lie about her fortune. Um, it's, just, it's just like the least spiritual book I've ever read in the name of spirituality. This has been a shocking read to me. Um, so I, I'm sorry. I <laughs> When I'm reading, things come to my mind, and, and the, the, it just got distracted. So we're going to pick this chapter up in another video. Your thoughts, comments, and all that are greatly appreciated. And maybe I'm wrong about this book. I have mentioned that there's two ways of seeing this, and that is the micro and then also the bigger picture. The bigger picture in this chapter is saying, marry a good woman. But it's just, its definition of good to me is just not what I yeah, would expect. Anyways, I'll leave that there. And uh, thank you for hanging out with me. And we'll keep going. We, we're not giving up on this book. Uh... So Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.